Let's get plugged in, man. I'm ready. So I'm having trouble with my Wi-Fi today, but let's go, man. Uh, so to this uh, this video is about pretty much what happened in, in crypto news this week. Uh, you pick up on anything? What what what's exciting you about crypto this week? I mean, there's a I have a list of stuff, man. I mean, I'm gonna let you go ahead and start off and see if any, uh, see if we can build on from there. I know you have some specific things. No, not really, man. Um, there wasn't really a, a lot of things. And most of the stuff that I picked up is uh, very technical. Um, I know you're going to mention the Solana hack, and we already spoke about the Solana hack. We already spoke about what Solana is. Uh, most of the stuff I have to talk about don't really concern crypto exactly. They all have to do with inflation and how it's going to affect the overall cryptocurrency market. All right. Uh, no problem, man. So, I mean, let me... Obviously, me being more into cyber uh, security or just security in general, um, I'll mention that the Nomad Bridge was also hacked this week for close to $200 million. So for those of you who don't know, Yes, go ahead. Man, it's been a very poor, uh, poor start. My apologies. I don't know what it is. It's just there's a there's a thunderstorm out here, so that may be the reason why I'm going in and out. Um, I don't know what you caught of what I just said, but basically, the Nomad Bridge was hacked for close to two hundred million dollars. Um, for those of you who don't know what a bridge is, you now basically it's just a centralized way for you to exchange uh, cryptocurrencies uh, if you want to trade Bitcoin, for example, for Ethereum, um, or like for any other coin, Dogecoin, uh, you know. Shiba Inu, Solana, whatever the list, there you know there's a long list of cryptocurrencies. But anyway, um, that bridge was hacked for 200 million, so it joins the list of um, a lot of other bridges that have been hacked. Uh, the other hack was Solana. We know Solana has been going down several times. We talked about Solana and it was exploited, but actually it wasn't the network itself that was exploited. It was through the Slope um, wallet, but also uh, and that's where some uh, private keys were uh, compromised, imported. Or used in the Slope mo mobile wallet. And um, that's why some users of the Phantom wallet were also impacted. So, um, yeah, if you had a Phantom wallet and interacted with Slope applications, you could have also been affected. So this is why you we talked about using hardware wallets. So if you were using a hardware wallet, um, offline uh, storage wallets that we talked about, like uh, Trezor and Ledger, for example, um, you were spared. So the issue was essentially due to poor wallet design. Um, you said you wanted to talk about some macro, uh, 
some macro stuff. I mean, here's something Robinhood lays off 23% of its staff and, you know, a lot of their revenue is driven by cryptocurrency um, and Coinbase partners with the world's largest asset manager, BlackRock. So they're going to start offering institutional investors uh, um, access to cryptocurrency through Coinbase, uh, which is actually interesting to me because I've, I don't know where Coinbase is going, but it seems like they're trying to fight back. Their stock is up pretty high since they made that announcement. Um, but it's going to start with Bitcoin. So, I mean, I have a, I have a long uh, list of more stuff. I want to kind of keep it focused. Um, maybe you want to make comments on that. And then if we if need be, we continue. Yeah. When you're dealing, when you're dealing with decentralized applications, when you're, once you're done, you need to disconnect. So even if you don't have a hardware wall, you, you always have to disconnect because you never know what could happen later on. Um, I also suggest using a, a device just for crypto you know if you're going to be, be serious about cryptocurrency take a couple hundred dollars and buy yourself a cheap laptop that you only use for cryptocurrency um i did notice that tether its market cap increased in the last four days um the stable coin is continuing to grow we did speak about stable coins um i did notice the overall the the market the cryptocurrency market in the last three weeks, the last week and a half since we spoke again, has increased a little bit. Um, this is a, this is, I don't think this is real. I still think that the cryptocurrency market will continue to fall c- come six to eight months from now. Um, as you mentioned, Robin Hood, Walmart and Best Buy are seeing cutbacks on consumer spending. Um, I'm really seeing cutbacks from a lot of Fortune 500 companies. Um, you mentioned Coinbase and their stock increasing. That's that's cool. Um, every single week I see another user talking about how their money is stuck on Coinbase and Coinbase won't respond. So it's only a matter of time before the entire, um, especially Americans, are absolutely done with Coinbase. I think in, in Europe, Coinbase is now asking Europeans for a lot of information, too much information. And... Um, I'm going to continue to preach using decentralized applications to move, hold, and even, you know, stake your crypto. Um, In this World Cup coming this year, you're going to see a lot of advertisements for FTX or other exchanges or Binance, whoever it may be. And at the end of the day, you you can use these exchanges to buy your crypto. At the end of the day, they need to be moved to a different wallet. You know, you can't keep them. None of these exchanges are really in the end trustworthy. Yeah, I mean, they're centralized. And actually, at the end of the day, that goes against the whole like thought of crypto. And it's kind of proven like true in a lot of cases. I mean, these central like the centralized bridge getting hacked, centralized uh, wallet apps getting hacked. You know, I mean, it's kind of going against like this whole idea of crypto, which is supposed to be the idea of decentralization. That's why we have like decentralized autonomous organizations, you know, that's so we have DAOs. That's why. Um, that's what we. I mean, this whole movement was pretty much built on the fact that, as you see right now, the economy is down. People wanting to preserve their wealth and don't trust the government who are bailing out big banks. For example, in the two thousand eight, uh, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine financial crisis. Um, but yeah, completely. Uh, Coinbase. Uh, we'll see how how they perform in the future. I know Binance US also delisted the AMP token since the SEC says it's a security. Um, in Coinbase, the SEC is cracking down on uh, Coinbase and some of its cryptocurrency projects since it believes that many of these cryptos are uh, securities. Um, and for those of you who don't know what a security is, they use something called the Howey test. 
Um, I won't go into that right here. Um, but the SEC is essentially going after Coinbase uh, and uh, some of the tokens that, or tokens and coins that they're listing um, to, because they believe that they're securities and that if they are securities and they need to be reg- uh, registered with the SEC. Um, yeah, so I mean, the problem is the SEC has yet to define what is a security when it comes to crypto. So that's why a lot of that's why it's kind of a gray area um, in this week. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like I kind of agree with you. I mean, I think we're not even I think we're going to go back in the other direction. I doubt we're going to have a, a bull market right now. Anything is possible, but that's just not I, I don't see that in my scope right now. I I don't expect to see 35 Bitcoin or 35k Bitcoin or uh, 2800 ETH, 3000 ETH. No, I don't think so. Going back to the Nomad hack, approximately 190 million in crypto was stolen from this bridge. You know, according to the decentralized finance tracking platform, DeFi Llama, which shows the current total value locked. The amount of users' funds deposited in this DeFi protocol is less than 12,000 right now. Um, Nomad smart contracts made it easy for users to spoof transactions. So what does this mean? This meant that when a user transferred funds from one blockchain to another, Nomad allegedly never checked them out, enabling the user to withdraw funds that didn't belong to them. Just to give you an example, a user could send one ETH, then manually call the smart contract on the other blockchain to receive 100 ETH. So it's basically you're writing a check to your mom and no one is checking to see if you actually have those funds in your account. You know, So once again, like you said before, this is another hack, another bridge, and it's only going to continue. It's sad, really, but I think, um, I mean, the longer that this is uh, around, the more secure it's going to be. I mean, it's, we're just very early, so that's why they're going to be uh, hacks. I mean, it's sad. Um, I mean, you don't want to be one of those people who are involved in one of those hacks and lose your hard-earned money. Um, but I think, as I mean, we're pretty much the pawns in this whole cryptocurrency space because we're so early. So, I mean, um, this is something I heard CZ say um, from Binance. I watched one of his interviews with Yahoo Finance. And he said, uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, still pretty early. I don't think he said this word for word. But basically, he was saying that, uh, I mean, it, it is still early. And we're still going to learn from these attacks. And we're still learning how to better secure it. And, like, even the SEC, like I mentioned before, hasn't defined how they should be regulated yet. So, I mean, there's still a lot of growing and learning to do in the space. Um so I do do think we're going to continue to see more stuff like this. I mean, two times in one week is kind of a kind of a lot for people to take in. Definitely, definitely, and that's another thing. That's another thing that I, I that's very upsetting about Solana because I see a lot of famous people that don't really understand cryptocurrency, but obviously the representatives are getting calls from cryptocurrency companies. You know, what, what comes to mind is um, former First Lady Melania Trump. She created an NFT collection on the Solana blockchain. Um, I understand that Tom Brady is is making NFTs um, with someone. I don't know for sure. So what could happen is these people could lose a lot of money and you're going to be really upset when you lose money when you don't really understand the technology. 
And that's going to push people away from crypto rather than bring them in. But, you know, like you said, we're early and there's really nothing we can do about it. These are really growing pains. Um, there's this one cryptocurrency that I'm waiting to launch. It's called Jenny Co. It's going to, I don't know which blockchain it's going to run after run on, but the point, the use case of this cryptocurrency is to put all of your medical data on the blockchain. So you have access to all of your medical data as you, is my opinion, as you should, instead of requesting this data from a certain entity, which can take time. And sometimes it even costs money. So I think um, I'm very excited about this cryptocurrency. Obviously I'm going to go into detail. I will write a blog post about it. Um, don't know if I'm going to invest in it or not. I usually don't talk about my investments because it's no one's business. But uh, the world of cryptocurrency is, is just beginning, you know, just to give you an example, you know, of why some people are really excited about the next 10 or 15 years concerning cryptocurrency or blockchain technology is, for example, overdraft fees did not exist until the 1990s. And right now, banks make eight billion dollars a year just in overdraft fees. A, I'll repeat it again. We didn't have overdraft fees until the 1990s. And now banks make, make $8 billion a year in just strictly overdraft fees alone. You know, I was reading the CEO of a lender even named one of his yachts, quote unquote, overdraft. It's very expensive to be poor and it's easy to stay rich. Blockchain technology fixes overdraft fees. What is that project you said was called? I just want to comment on that. Was it called Jenny Co? Jenny Co, yes. So um, in my space, in the cybersecurity space, this uh, topic you're talking about, medical records, is a really big one. Cyber attackers, and I'm going to try to make this quick because I know this is about crypto, but cyber attackers are really trying to get medical records. I think what I heard on a recent podcast was um, they're selling cyber or medical records on the dark web for $250 each, I think. And credit cards for like $10 each because, I mean, a credit card, banks can shut those down very quickly. Or I guess whoever your credit card provider is, if it's not a bank, um, can shut those down really quickly. Or your debit card, you can turn that off like very quickly. Um, but when it comes to medical records, that's your history. You know, you can't change that. That's, that is what it is. So um, there's those are medical records are selling for a lot. So, I mean, if people are going to be able to have access to their own medical records, then that may change the game uh, heavily because there's a big need there. But at the same time, um, people are going to have to be, uh, what's the word? I mean, we see all these hacks, so people are definitely going to have to feel comfortable knowing that their information is on a blockchain and no one else is able to access it. That's going to be, that's that's going to be an interesting project. I'm I'm interested in uh, learning more about uh, about that if you do more research, or um, maybe I'll go look into it myself and see. Um, yeah. So I mean. Um, that's crazy about overdraft fees too. Um, that's that's a really unfortunate. Blockchain can fix this problem. I mean, if you look at Bitcoin, for example, I mean, you should not be able to transfer something you don't have. So overdrafting shouldn't even be an issue. But then again, uh, centralized people will still find a way to give people credit. I think so. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how this uh, plays out in the future um yeah that's my take on that uh i might want i wanted to mention some other stuff unless you had another comment go ahead so ethereum developers posted a blog that explained the final merge uh will take place between the 6th and 12th of august or sorry september 
or no, was it August? I think October, uh, August, right? Um, it could, so it can be complete as soon as this uh, Saturday, so tomorrow. Um, it is on track to transition on Friday, the twelfth of September. So the Friday, the twelfth of Mar- September, mark your calendar. That should be uh, essentially the day when we have uh, transition to uh, proof of stake. Um, so uh, what we're seeing right now is that there's still. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, Go ahead. I got to interrupt you. Go ahead. I've heard... This is this is hilarious. I've heard it. I've heard this so far, man. We'll see. I'm not bet. I'm. I'm not betting a penny, man. We'll we'll see what happens. Come on. There's a lot of people mining mining um proof of work ether right now. So we'll see. You know, cross our fingers. Um I'm not crossing mine. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I don't I'm not saying this is my belief, right? This is just what their information is. I mean, like like you're saying, I would not be surprised if this doesn't end up happening. <laughs> like I I'm completely with you on that. Um, but just know that that's their plan right now. Just um, still don't be surprised if that's the day it does uh, transition. Um, yeah, right now we're seeing that there's still a lot of lack of knowledge from politicians um, from crypto. So most anti-crypto and pro-crypto politicians, both both of them, don't really know what they're talking about still, which, I mean, they do know a lot, but uh, they don't really spend the majority of their time with crypto. Um, the only people who really know about crypto work in the crypto industry or, you know, like maybe you and me who are putting a lot more time into crypto, um, as a big part of our focus. So, um, the problem we're seeing right now is that people in crypto are leaving regular jobs to join the cryptocurrency industry as they're getting paid way more. Um, even the EU said they're having trouble keeping crypto talent. I mean, think about it. Like this, this industry is moving pretty quickly and the promises of returns i guess like in in quotations i should say are are pretty high and so like you're gonna have to be paying crypto talent quite a lot because this is a very new and innovative industry so um it's really uh, it's gonna be hard to regulate because we're not even having the best talent um in in the in the government who are the ones who are supposed to be like uh, supposed to be in quotations again taking care of the people Yep, and that's I I agree. That's perfect. Um, I personally don't care about the government. Okay, that's the beautiful thing about the United States of America. Uh, we don't want the best people working for the government because the government just wants to take our money. All right, you know I think it was President Reagan that said, "If what's the quote? He showed up if if the government shows up on the on your doorstep and and asks you, you know, and tells you you they're here to help, just just close the door or run away." All right. We saw what happened, I'm talking about Americans, when they shut down the economy here. And who got the most money? Did, did Americans get taken care of? How much money did these Americans have? How many people lost their jobs? How many people had to go without? But, but, but the government is for us. So that's the beautiful thing about cryptocurrency. And, I, and, I'm, and if you are worried about the government in any way, then the government behind um i will say the i would say the military is not um which is you know which is a good thing because the military is actual people who actually take care of us the government takes our money um one thing i do want to mention before i forget is the cryptocurrency flow is up 44 percent in the last seven days i think flow is decentralized blockchain and I think the NBA is creating their own NFTs and posting their NFTs uh, 
on Flow's blockchain. So Flow is definitely a cryptocurrency that some businesses have looked into um, to mine for a, a huge profit. And Flow will continue to be a good blockchain. Right now, Flow is trading or selling at $2.72. Their market cap is $2.8 billion, and it's going to continue to increase. Wow, only... Having trouble with my mic. Uh, I think you hear me, right? Yes, go ahead. So, I mean, that's an inch 2.8 billion. Wow, that's very, very low comparatively speaking. I mean, think about it. Bitcoin's market cap right now in a in a bear market is 443 billion. <laughs> so, I mean, that's uh, that's crazy to hear. I mean, this is like another smart contract cryptocurrency, right? Or am I misunderstanding this? Yeah. Subject? Yes. It, yes, it is. Yes, it is, and it. It's it's crazy because there's going to be there's a lot of these cryptocurrencies that have smart contracts that have blockchains, but they're all going to fit in to our new world. It's it's not just going to be one crypto that has this huge blockchain and everything in our world is just going to fit on there. It's way too much information. So it's very interesting to watch flow. And I'm really not surprised. I think I think I had flow on my list six or eight months ago. Um and furthermore, what you're going to see at some point, cryptocurrency, the NFL, you know, the NFL hasn't changed their rules. So five years ago, the NFL finally changed the rules on allowing liquor promotions and liquor advertisements because they just couldn't turn down the money. So I expect in the next four years, the NFL is going to start uh, partnerships with cryptocurrency and start creating NF NFL NFTs, which, you know, I'm obviously a football fan, and that sounds very exciting. Um, moving on, one of the things this week was, that happened was the Inflation Reduction Act raises taxes for everyone making over um, 30000 If you look into it, President Biden says it's not raising taxes, but if you look into it, it's raising taxes on pretty much everyone. Um so there's that. Inflation is still here. We are in a recession. Um, don't turn on the news. They're not going to tell you, but we're on, we are in a recession. And also, the, if you pay attention to China and Singapore, they're in a financial crisis. Yes, our GDP is slowing, but theirs is slowing as well. And some of the Chinese banks are already on edge. Um, it's very interesting to watch China's economy. Singapore's economy is already already crashing um, i'm not going to get into what's happening in singapore but this is the this is one of the reasons why i'm i can tell you with confidence i'm not going to see a, a 35k bitcoin anytime soon um these financial markets are finally starting to show the effects of covid19 from 2020 Yeah, I mean, but also when you see these people's economies going down, you know, people are going to turn to something else when they realize that their government is just diminishing their purchasing power. So, 
Um, <laughs> we'll see the Inflation Act. I mean, what is the Inflation Reduction Act? It's uh, It has a lot of skeptics. I, I don't know. It's not only it's supposed to reduce inflex, uh, inflation. I think it also has some uh, climate uh, change stuff in there as well. I haven't had a chance to look too deep into it. But I've been focusing more on the uh, Semiconductor Chip Act. I know Nancy Pelosi just went to ta- Taiwan. Um, which is going to have some, uh, uh, you know, some political effects as well. Um, but that's really good for uh, tech, tech in general, if the U.S., in my opinion, right? I mean, obviously, it's going to help some uh, companies, maybe even unfairly. But it, I think bringing chip manufacturing back to the U.S. is a, a pretty good idea. Um, so, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the act I've been seeing more recently. Um, and obviously, there are some other uh, non-tech and crypto-related issues that are happening in the U.S. But the last thing I do want to mention is that Michael Saylor stepped down as Micro Strategy CEO, so he's still going to be on the board, if I understand that correctly. Um, I hope I don't. I'm not saying that incorrectly, but he's going to be focusing on uh, Micro Strategy's uh, Bitcoin strategy, um, which kind of is the same path that Jack Dorsey took from Twitter, stepped down, and now he's focusing on Bitcoin. So it's just interesting to see people who are taking a gamble on everything at this level to say I'm put going all in on crypto, um, which is uh, it's great to see. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it if they, uh, I mean, I'm on the same way. Yep. It's, it's, it is, it just, we're so early, <laughs> you know, we're so early. I, we should, I, I should, based on my readings every day, I should see more CEOs talking about Bitcoin, talking about blockchain, talking about cryptocurrency. But what's the average age of a CEO in Fortune 500 company? It's it's above 60, right? So um, most of them don't understand this technology. So we are years away from everyone understanding. You know, just think just think about how how long it took your mom and dad to understand FaceTime or understand the filters on Snapchat or understand how to use Instagram. You know, I just saw uh, Kevin Durant the other day. He created a TikTok for the first time and he didn't even know how to use it. Right. So the cryptocurrency blockchain technology is really for us. It's really not for these old guys. They've you know, they were here to see the, the change between not having Internet and now having Internet. And I think we are here. We are blessed in our time to see having Internet. Not having Bitcoin compared to a new world with having Bitcoin, having blockchain technology and how it's going to impact and and further, you know, give us a more ritual life and make our lives easier. And, you know, just think about how Tesla, you know, the car Tesla, how easier does it make our lives? You know, so it's very exciting. You mentioned the the supply chain, uh, the chip shortage and Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan. Um, this is another issue. This is another, I think that China, since I think there's like 95% of all products, if it's not made in China, some of the bits, the parts of it come from China. At some point, China is going to, they don't really do this. They're doing this on purpose. At some point, China is going to squeeze the supply chain even more because they know that's, you know, that's their card. You know, if you listen to geopolitics, China isn't going to immediately go to war, right? China has a lot of different cards because, the, unfortunately, the world relies a lot on China. And you mentioned chips. What you need to make these chips is sand. Most Taiwan gets 95 or excuse me, not 95, a lot 
I think it's above 70% of their sand from China. So there's just another reason why I think that our cryptocurrency economy right now isn't in a, you know, a bull market and we're not even close because some of the moving parts haven't, you know, haven't been played yet. And it's, it's interesting. I'm not going to get rid of any of my chips. I'll tell you that because I've did some reading about producing chips and manufacturing these chips. It's very technical. So even if we can, even, I think you mentioned the, the name of the act, even though we, the government is putting all this money down to produce these chips in America, it's going to take five to 10 years. It's going to take five to 10 years. So in terms of buying, um, I don't, I, in terms of buying cryptocurrency mining equipment, um, I would snatch it up now. Uh, the prices are low now, but I, I expect the prices to, to increase drastically. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I know there's a delay from my side. I don't know what's going on with my phone, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think it's called the Chips Act, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, and uh, I apologize if I'm wrong on that. I don't have it up right now, but um, do you know how much how much money they they forked out for that? I do not know that, um, but that's why we have the internet. Let's look it up. I believe it was like fifty at the time. I saw it was like fifty something billion to seventy something billion. Fifty, uh, I think fifty two point seven billion in the Chips Act. Wow, um, that's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, this is, you know, I'm going to continue to mention it, and this is kind of like my last statement because I know we got to go. Is if the United States government can print out fifty something billion. For the CHIP Act, how much money do you think they're going to print out for some of these cryptocurrencies? You know, I'm, I've mentioned DAG, even Bitcoin, maybe Litecoin, you know. So when you're doing your analysis, you can you you do have to remember that the United States government can print a trillion dollars and invest in one of these cryptocurrencies with a swipe of the pen. That's right. Right. So, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the future plays out. Um, if you're watching this or listening to this on YouTube, thank you for what, listening. Um, actually, anyone who's listening, thank you for listening. But if you're listening on YouTube, uh, hit that subscribe button and like um, the bell button if you do uh, like what you're hearing. Um, really like your support. If you're listening on Twitter or catching this after the fact, just give us a follow, please, if you want to see more content like this.